On today's episode of the Mike on the Mike podcast, I talk to Reed Bueller. We discuss the NBA Eastern Conference, and we give you everything you will need to know for the Eastern Conference this season. Stay tuned. With Reed Bueller. Reed, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Swain? I'm doing great. I am ready to talk some NBA. We're only about, what, six days away from the start of the NBA season. It's going to be a great season with a lot of different storylines. And today we're going to start off by talking about the Eastern Conference. And we're going to start at the bottom. Like Drake said, start from the bottom. Now we're here. We're going to start at the bottom with the New York, Brooklyn Nets, not New York Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, and we're going to work our way all the way up to finally the Celtics at the very, very end. So we'll start off with Brooklyn. Uh, over the summer, they've added D'Angelo Russell and Timofey Mozgov in a trade for Brooke Lopez. Reed, what are you really thinking with the Nets this season? I actually like their pieces going into this year. Um, I think that they could push for around the 10 to 11 spot in the uh, East. I don't really know like where D'Angelo Russell, I, I think that he could have a breakout year this year, uh, especially pick and roll with Timofey now that they've separated that whole issue with the Lakers that maybe he could have a, a better year passing the ball. Yeah, I agree. I think him and Jeremy Lin also, I think that's going to be an interesting combination to see what really they do with Lin and Russell, if they play Lin at the two or Russell at the two. But I really like Brooklyn as a team in general. I was watching the preseason game the other night, and I really just was watching. I'm like, okay, this team actually like it looks pretty good. I really like their head coach, whose name escapes me right now. But I think that they're definitely going to surprise a lot of people. And I know as a Celtics fan, you want oh, yeah. Brooklyn. Watch you. No, I don't. Not anymore. You, we now need I Brooklyn want them, to I win, want them to win Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to get them up there. I forgot that the trying Cavs to win that trade. have that. Yeah. So I guess Brooklyn, we need them to do really well this year. Um, I'm really rooting for Brooklyn to do well. I think they've been really bad for a couple of years now. I think it's time for them finally to get over the hump and start climbing that ladder to get back maybe into the playoffs in the next five or six years. Oh, yeah. And I guess they they need to trust the process. And you know the original trust the process team is the 76ers. They only won 28 games last year, but this year they've got Ben Simmons. They've got Markel Fultz. They've got Joel Embiid. I really like the Sixers. The question for them is if can they can they all stay healthy? Can Simmons and Embiid stay on the court for and more Fultz. than half the games? Even Fultz too. In the summer league, he he got hurt in like two games. I know, and I guess so. The 76ers are actually going to be at KU tomorrow practicing, and I'll be at the practice. Um, really excited to see those guys practice and play. But what do you really think of the 76ers doing this? I year? mean. Embiid's a unicorn. Like that guy is—he's one of one of a million whenever he's playing. Uh, but that's the problem is if he's going to play. I mean, there's always all those jokes about his playing time and how much money he's earning with that new 148 million dollar contract, locked in for five more years there. But uh, as long as he can stay healthy, I like the passing from Ben Simmons. I think that he can bring—he can really spread the floor there with Embiid getting out there. And I mean, whenever you have like a guy, a six ten guy moving the ball around like that, that's that's going to help out your team. So if you were the head coach, then how would you manage Embiid's minutes to make sure he stays healthy throughout the season? I I don't like the way they did it last year. I think that you should play him as, like, not, obviously not 
throughout the game, but like I think that you could play him up to 32 minutes a game and keep him going. Like I don't really think I think if an injury is going to happen, it's going to happen. Like you got to play to win, and yeah. you got to play with your best players playing to win every game so, and maximize really the time you have with them on exactly. the court. Then yeah, maximize the time you have with them. If you're preventing it, there's it's just going to happen. If it's going to happen, there's no reason to try and prevent it, and you're just going to pile up the losses if you do that. Without Embiid on the floor last year, they were just awful. Uh, they had that one stretch with Embiid in January, February. Wow. They, they looked, looked really good. They looked like a, a top five team in the East, which doesn't really say much, but they they looked they looked good. And what do you think of the addition of J.J. Redick? How well do you think that's going to help them? They need it. They needed some shooting. And Markel Fultz, too. I think that I think that they should play like Ben Simmons, a primary ball handler, Markel Fultz, and Redick off ball. And that's Fultz's strength is scoring. Uh, obviously, he can pass too, but he—if you get Fultz and Redick out there on the wing shooting—that's going to bring just a great, some great floor spacing. Yeah, to the team. and then they also have Dario Saric, um, the runner-up rookie of the year last year, and I really think that coming off the bench too, they have Okafor, who's a, need okay. You need to trade him, you think? Oh yeah, they need to get rid of him. That's just a headache, and it, there's a—I I saw something today about it. He. he he said, like, I just want to go to a place where I feel like I'm at home. Right now, I don't feel like I'm at home. So he's not happy. They're not happy with him. I, They just need to cut their losses, get rid of them. They're not going to get much for him because they've destroyed his trade value. Yeah. Uh, there's not much room for his play type in the league anymore. Yeah, he's really a traditional center, really. Can't stretch the floor. Doesn't really play much defense either. No defense. But having, I think, TJ McConnell also as a backup point guard, it's, it's real not bad. But it's also, it's not ideal, really. He's a solid player, and, you know, you spoke about that, really, that stretch where it looked really good mm-hmm. in uh, January and February. And that was when T.J. McConnell looked good. But really, for the rest of the season, he really wasn't special. You needed Embiid on the floor. Embiid is one of those guys that makes everyone better. Yeah, so. he really does. And I'm, I'm very excited to see him play this year, and I really hope he can stay on the floor. So let's move on to a team that I really think is going to be the worst team in the conference. It's the Orlando Magic. They added Jonathan Isaac in the draft. What do you really think of the Orlando Magic's prospects this year? I mean, you talk about the treadmill of mediocrity of teams that like get into the eight seed and just continually like the Bulls that just sold everything. But the Magic have been a team that's been at the bottom since they lost Dwight Howard and just been continually at the bottom. That's just not where you want to be. None of their draft picks have panned out. Hazonia, I mean, they're playing him now at like the four, but that was just a horrible top five pick. They let's hope Isaac could actually do something. I, yeah. I think Jonathan Isaac is a real interesting prospect. I but think he's, he's not going to do much this year. I think he's an interesting one because he's really like almost a Draymond Green that's taller, really long, but can can create shoot from outside, but also play down low. I think a really key player for them is actually Aaron Gordon. Um, I've been watching Gordon since high school back when he was at Archbishop Mitty. Um, my rival high school and if he can shoot and start making outside shots he could be a special player oh yeah but that's the problem that's the problem they can't play him at the three they tried that last year he did, cannot play the three uh, no. he needs to play the four and they just have way too many they have a huge log jam right they've there. got too many fours they've got Isaac Hazonia Gordon who Biombo. else 
Beyond, oh my gosh. Yeah. What, what are they thinking Biombo, with the... Vuc- Vucevic, Vucevic, yeah. They've got so many big mans. And then Alfred Payton is your point guard. What <sighs> Alfred a- Payton, horrible... Pe- like, they, they've just had horrible draft history the past yeah. five years. And since I really they, think- since they lost Dwight Howard, they've just not done anything right. Exactly. I think the new GM for them that I got from Milwaukee is going to hopefully turn them around. And the Magic just have not had any luck. They had Shaq. Then they had to trade him. They had T-Mac. Had to trade him. They had Dwight Howard. He left in free agency. It's just a log. It's just, I feel bad for Magic fans. They've had a horrible go of it, and I hope that they can turn it around. And a team that really, I think, is on the up and up, the New York Knicks. Kristaps Porzingis, it is now his team. Officially. What do you think of the Knicks this year? God, the Knicks, they're just still the continual dumpster fire. I mean, even after getting rid of Phil Jackson, they give Tim Hardaway $70 million. That's, that was just the most ridiculous thing of the offseason. It, it just shows, like, the, I don't know how you think they're on the up. I think that they got Porzingis. I think that Nidalekina is just not going to be as great as – I'm just not. I'm not on the Nidalekina bandwagon. Would you have I, taken Dennis Smith over? Oh, easily. Easily would have taken Dennis Smith. And he's – and another thing, being in the New York market, taking Dennis Smith, he's an exciting player. Like True. He, he's a player that they definitely needed. Passing on him was just, I think they're going to hit. Huge mistake for them for the yeah. years to come. And I, even Malik Monk, really. That. Oh, yeah. Think of Malik Monk, Madison Square Garden. He starts making shots, starts jacking oh. up 40, or not 40 footers, 30 footers. And we're just, you get ugh. Porzingis in the post, just passing it out to, Mal- to Malik Monk. Yeah. That'd be very nice. I like Hernan Gomez for them. I think he's a special player. I think the two of them, I think it starts with playing Perzingis at the five. Mm-hmm. I think he's really got He a, wants to play the four. He's That's got a, a man up. He's he like Carmelo. Five. Yeah. Carmelo's going to be really good at the four. Oh, yeah. But he wants to play the three. Porzingis would be so good as a stretch five. Like, just your, like, basketball, like, GM's dream. A stretch mm-hmm. five like Porzingis. You can do everything. But... He wants to play the four. And I, I still, of course, I love the, the Brad Stevens analysis on the offense now where he's going to, it's there's no one through five. It's ball handlers, wings, and bigs. And I think that Porzingis, he's, he tries to play as a wing, is what I, and he needs to play as a big. Yeah. Um, the way that they have it with Hernan Gomez and Porzingis as the bigs, that could work out well. Uh, Hardaway is a backup wing. I, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand the money. I agree. It makes no sense. He's going to be a st- – like, they, they bought him into playing the starting shooting guard for them for the next four years, which is just dumb. And they uh, also have Courtney Lee, too, I believe, unless they've gotten rid of him. No, they do. But that's just that, – that combo shooting guard right there, that's just tr- – that's a heaping pile of trash for mm-hmm. almost – how much a year? It's oh, that's just, a lot, and they gave a lot to Courtney Lee too. I forgot how much, but I think it was. And he was they on still like have Joakim Noah on the roster. Like they need to cut their losses. They need to write that man a check and say, "Get out of town." <laughs> Buy him out. Yeah. Did you see the Fox Sports ad? No. Um, they had oh, this in um, DC or not DC in New York on the Metro. They had a Fox Sports ad that was like pro Knicks and against Knicks, but the against Knicks it had like. Chairs that said, sit here if you think Noah should be cut. Or sit here if you think James Dolan should be fired. Oh. And then the positive one, it said, sit here if you believe Porzingis is the future. They had to take it down because, of course, you know, people started like... You can't fire the owner. That's the problem. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the number one problem with the Knicks. Can't like, fire the can't owner. Can't fire the owner. Can't get rid of them. So I I really want, I want the Knicks to be good. 
because I think Madison Square Garden, I think Porzingis oh, is just yeah. incredible, but I just I hope that they're good. We'll get back to those Knicks Celtics rivalries. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. But I think a team that is really stuck in limbo is the Charlotte Hornets. I like Dwight Howard. I like that acquisition for them. Dwight Howard, everywhere he goes, it just turns to shit after you left the Magic. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Hornets are going to be a team. I, I see them at four or five or six. I see them in that range of the Eastern Conference. No way. I see them making the jump. Last year they were the seven, or two years ago, rather. Last yeah, year they were obviously, what, 13th, 14th, yeah. 12th. But, yeah, I can see them making the jump up into the middle tier of the playoff point. Like, the, the East has just gotten that much worse. And I think that Dwight Howard will actually benefit from playing with Steve Clifford again. I'll uh, give you that. I think that the getting East... Getting back to the Magic days. Uh, Kemba I, running the pick and roll with Dwight. That's the thing, is that I like Kemba, and I think that with the Eastern Conference becoming so shitty, with the Pacers going to be real bad this year, and the Bulls and the Pistons really regressing this year, I think that moves up. I think they'll be the 7 or 8 seed, I agree, but I don't like Dwight Howard on that team. I don't like Dwight Howard on any team, to be frank. But I like that. I was on the same board until he went to the Hornets. I, I think that it's just the one place that'll fit for him. What do you think about Malik Monk there? I I like him, but I don't like him enough to where I think he's going to make that much of an impact. I see him as a eight points per game guy, uh, six man maybe. He can maybe push that role. Uh, I don't know. He he may start to be in the year, but mm-hmm. I just I think that he'll get off to a slump similar to Buddy Heald yeah. uh, in New Orleans. Uh, but I don't know. And now with Nicholas Batum being hurt there, I think that opens up a spot oh, for right. him to smart. That's for right. For him to yeah. start, that will open up a spot for him. I but think I, about that. I think Malik Monk. He's just not big enough. He's no. really he's the kind of Devonte Graham. He's the he's the combo guard. He's Devontae's you know a better passer. I agree. But <laughs> he's a better shooter than Devonte also. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I guess going to like shooters that got drafted. I guess the pick right after them was the Pistons. Right. And they took Luke Kennard. That Pistons team is going to be really bad this year. Yeah, they're going to be bad. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, unfortunately, uh, his style does not work anymore. No. Uh, we saw it last year. Drummond and Reggie Jackson just – it didn't work. No. It, it just didn't work. Reggie Jackson is way overpaid at this point. Um, he's just not a good not a good passer. I mean, he can score, but he's just his his court vision is just not up there. Yeah, it's not up there enough to wear him the pick and roll with Drummond. So who's the worst contract, Drummond or Reggie Jackson? Which one? Which one? If you had to get rid of him, which one would you keep, Drummond oh, or Drummond. Reggie Jackson? I'd keep, keep Drummond. Drummond. I'd keep Drummond. Uh, he's a special rebounder. There's not and. With, with the Celtics last year, their biggest problem was rebounding. And so I saw it a lot to where how big rebounds matter. Uh-huh. And when you have a guy like that who can go out there, get you 20 rebounds in a game, that's I feel like you got to keep that guy. I think Reggie Jackson, he plays a point guard spot that's so heavily populated in this league, especially now with all these new rookies. Uh, the point guard is just by far and away the most – there's the most talent there. Yeah, you can get you can get an upgrade over Reggie Jackson. Sure, easily. and I mean if you think about it, you think of um, the guy from Indiana. Uh, I forget his name. Played for the Mavs, but did really well for them. He was just a guy that was undrafted. No, no, no. Um, sorry, the Mavericks. Um, he plays for the Mavs now. Yogi Ferrell. Yeah, Yogi Ferrell. There yeah. you go. You can get guys like that. Oh yeah, that'll do a job. They're Yogi not Ferrell's great. better than Reggie Jackson, in my opinion. Yeah, you can get guys like that. So I agree. I think getting rid of Reggie Jackson would be the smart move for them. But the Pistons now moving their stadium into downtown Detroit. They're getting more of a crowd. They want to have oh, yeah. some talent there, and I don't think that they're really going to want to tank. No. So 
I guess a team that never tanks oh, no. is Pat Riley in the Miami uh, Heat. The Heat. They're back. Heater officially. Who's back? The Heat. You think the Heat are back? Oh, Heat are back. Heat are top four team in the East. Really? Top four. Top five. Who's the, they got the guy from Kentucky, Bam Adebayo. Do right. you think he's going to do well this year? Not that big of an impact. No, but I think that what they have, uh, I forget what they finished after the All-Star break. It was something Oh, my God. Like, they were like 28 and 11 or something. Something like there. that. They it, were it incredible. Ridiculous. Yeah, they they were number one in the league after yeah. the All Star break. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I, I think that they could build on that, and they're going to be a top five team in the East. And do you think Biombo's going or not Biombo? Sorry, um, Bam Adebayo is going to start at the four, or is he going to come off the bench behind Whiteside? Oh uh, well, Whiteside's going to start for sure. But um, you could, st- I think you could start him at the four. That's a big one. Especially, lineup. yeah. With the big lineup, but the pieces they have there, uh, Dion Waiters, obviously. I love Waiters me some Island. Waiters Island. Waiters Island, gotta love it. And then uh, you also have Goran Dragic at the one. He's still he's getting he's getting up in age a little bit, but I mean, he's still he just, a special player. Just won the uh, Euro Cup with. Uh, That's right. With uh, like Croatia. No, 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 no. it's it's the uh, the number the guy who's like the number three pick this year. He's a top three pick this year. Oh, um, place for um. Uh, Plays for Real Madrid in Spain. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, Slovenia. Slo- yeah, Slovenia. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Slovenia. But I agree. I think Goran Dragic, great player. That guy you just mentioned, his name escapes me now. But neck in the draft this year, he's going to be a top three pick. Could be number one. I. He is I so special. Yeah. Such a special yeah, he's player. He's so good. And they won the Euro Cup, which is impressive. I mean, there's there's good teams in Europe. Spain, obviously, yeah. gave the U.S. fits for years. Yeah. Well, that's what the Gasol brothers are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess Rubio. let's let's move on now to the Bulls. <laughs> we were talking about this before we hit record here. And what do you think of the Bulls this year? Worst team in the league. Worst They're going to be the worst team in the league. Nowhere I close? Mean, their best, no, nowhere close. Their best player is Zach Levine, uh, and he's going to be out for half the year. And he doesn't play defense at all. So it's going to be a struggle for them. Uh, I like Markkanen. Not this year, though. I think that he's maybe a... 10 to 12 point per game score, that's not going to be good enough for them to win any yeah. more than 15 games. I, I think that they're going to be historically bad on the level of the Nets a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think that Markkanen is a special player, but he has to get more size. And I think he, he plays like a guard. I, I discussed it when I did my mock draft um, before the draft. He, Markkanen is a 6'10", could be like Porzingis in a stretch five, but he plays like a point guard. Like a right. 6'2 point guard. He does not go in the lane at all. You're sacrificing all your rebounds, all your defense if you get that guy. Yep. You're, you're getting some a good shooter, but that's all he can do. Channing like I Fry. Said, a Channing Fry. Yeah, that's basically what he is. Yeah. As of right now, that's what I see his potential. I mean, his potential could go up towards, I'd say, floor of Channing Fry. A floor, okay, floor yeah, I, I would agree with Fry. that. I think a floor of Channing Fry. Floor of Channing, fl- Channing Fry. Ceiling of obviously the guy everyone in Europe compares to Dirk. Oh sure, of course. So what do you think of Chris Dunn? Bounce back year or is he just trash? Uh, I don't think he's trash. I really liked him coming out of college. Um, I don't know. He had a really really rough year with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I could see him starting slow and then figuring his way out. Now that he has just a massive role increase, um, yeah, more minutes, more touches. Ball in his hand the whole game, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he could he could break out. I think I think I see a middle of the year sort of breakout for him, but not. Uh, 
I don't see him being a consistent guy. He really was a late bloomer in college, and he wasn't really on like anybody's draft boards, I guess until you could say, or anyone's radar year, yeah. until after sophomore year. Then he got hurt, and then he came back his senior mm-hmm. year. And I really think that him, I don't think he's going to be good his first three years. But I think once he gets that like second contract, I think that's when he's going to start to improve because then he'll adapt to the league, and I think he'll understand a lot more what it really takes to be an NBA player. And I don't think he really understands that now. Um, and also with the Bulls, I'd say that I really don't like Fred Hoiberg as a coach there. He, yeah. I think he's overstayed his welcome. I think the players have lost faith in him. The players never had faith in him. He's that's, not a coach that demands respect. That's, that's true. His biggest fault. He's. He, I think he's very much. He would be a lot better of a college coach. He's much more personable, better mm-hmm. recruiter. And in the NBA, you got to demand respect, and you've got to really, almost, or just be uh, like Brad be an Stevens ass. and prove it to him. Yeah, exactly. And Brad and I, Stevens not really an ass. He just proves it. Yep, and I don't think Fred Hoiberg has done that, and I think the coaching for them is definitely a minus. Um, and I think also, I just think the Bulls, I agree. I think they're going to be really bad. I think the Magic are going to compete with them for the number one pick this year. Um, yeah. Another team that's really going to make a big drop is the Pacers. Could losing too with the Bulls for worst spot. Losing Paul George, but I also think the Pacers, I think Victor Oladipo could be good. I think Sabonis, not bad. They've got Miles... And they've got some, like, okay pieces, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to mesh. Uh, I still—I love Thad Young. He's just been put into some horrible situations sure. throughout his career. Uh, yeah, I like their starting lineup a lot better than the Bulls. I see them sort of maybe low 20s yeah. sort of wins. Uh, low tw- uh, So low 20s, for reference, that would be— about where the Magic are at, at 29 and 53. Mm-hmm. So that'd get you a top five, top six oh, pick. Oh, yeah. They'll be a top five pick team for sure. And I I personally think that Sabonis is a lot like what we just talked about with Markkanen. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy who really wants to play more on the perimeter rather than going down low and really starting down low and moving his game outwards. Mm-hmm. He's not like his dad. He's not a good passer. No and he's really that. not a good rebounder also. Uh, that's just, yeah, it's not a good combination. I don't, I don't like him as a player in the NBA. I don't know. I think he'd be a great international player. I hate to say that about a guy, but yeah. no, yeah. Better overseas. Way better overseas. I don't see him as an NBA talent. I think he's going to be one of those guys that just floats around. He's, he's, he's going to be the guy that's thrown into a lot of trades just because he's got yeah. potential. He'll have a good contract. And I think he'll, a lot of people will take him. I think his potential is overrated, too. I mean, the guy's 24 already. That's uh, true. He's he's reached a lot of what he can do. So yeah. It's going to be hard for him. We'll see if he can make any strides now that he has a much bigger role than he yeah. did on the Thunder. I agree. And I think a team that I like this year that's going to make a lot of strides, Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo. Yep, I pronounced that right. Mm. Yep. He's going to be... Definitely up there in the MVP oh, category yeah. this year. I do as a whole. I think the Bucks aren't going to make a leap to be like a top four. I think they're going to just move up one spot. I think they'll be the five seed next. This when we get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Bucks this season? Yeah, I see them also competing with the Hornets for that top five. Um, yeah, I could, I could see them moving up. I, I could see them better than the Raptors even this year. You think uh, with Giannis? Giannis could if Jabari stays healthy. Chris Middleton, I mean, if they all stay healthy, they're they're a top team in the league, yeah. not just the Eastern Conference. We never saw that that really that fearsome four with Brogdon, oh, yeah. Middleton, 
Parker and Giannis. It, mm-hmm. I remember I was watching at the library. I was watching that game because I heard Chris Middleton was coming back, and I was like, oh, I want to watch this. Oh, yeah. Of course, middle of the third quarter, Jabari Parker. I look away for a second. All of a sudden, I look back. Jabari's on the floor. I'm like, uh-oh. Yep. And that, what do you know? Next day, torn ACL. I think he'll be back. <sighs> I just don't... had so many knee issues. That's, That's the problem. The Derrick Rose effect, the knee issues. You know, I mean, it's not – the difference between him and Rose, Rose played so much through his legs. That, yeah. Like he, he put way too much into his athleticism when he played. Jabari can still rely on his shooting. Sure. And so I, I could see that happening. I, I'm hope, hoping they can all stay healthy. I'd love to see that. I'd love yeah. to see the whole Bucks team healthy. I could see I could see them finishing top three even if what they do you all think, stay healthy. So what do you think of Jason Kidd as a coach? I'd say he's a decent coach. I would not like – I just take it back to, of course, this was his rookie season coaching, but whenever the Nets got all that talent yeah, and they had probably the second best team in the East that year and they finished seventh or sixth, yeah, uh, that's and he's never exceeded expectations. He's always either met them or come below them. So I see him as kind of a middle-of-the-tier coach. Sure. So would you say that for the Bucks, do you think that they could – make that leap with Jason Kidd as a coach? Uh, I'm of the belief that your coach matters, but it doesn't matter enough to where it can diminish your talent that much. I agree. Um, I think that if your team is that talented and that good enough, then they can make it. I don't think Tyron Lue is a good coach. I was about to say that. I don't think he's even near a good coach. I just think that he has the benefit of the team he has. So He's got a good coach in LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. Let's just say that. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get to the Cavs here in a second. Um, so I guess moving up, do we really need to talk about the Hawks that much? How bad are Biggest they going to be Biggest drop-off in wins, easily. So they had 43 wins last year. I think they're going to get 23 wins. 23? I'd, I'd put him around 16, 17. I love Torian Prince. Mm. I think Torian Prince is he's going to be a good player. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I love John Collins, the rookie. Big John Collins Big John guy. Collins. Danny Manning coached. Oh, yeah. I love John Collins. John Collins, I think, will be good. Dennis Schroeder. Not a big fan of Dennis Schroeder. Mm. I think he's too much of a headache for what it's worth. Agreed. But he's... He's a good, solid point. He's a solid point guard. I'd uh, say he's he he's deserves to be a starter wherever he goes. I think he should be a starter, but he should not be a starter on a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I think that he's definitely a bottom well, tier, like an Alfred Payton almost. This year. Yeah, and I really think the Hawks not a good team. They got a good talent in John Collins at a really oh, yeah. at a where the what, mediocre what pick. pick I have. think it was twenty one or so. They had him at around twenty there. mark, it, and I like John Collins. Oh, yeah. No, I think John Collins is going to be a good big man in the league. He was voted by the GMs. I saw this, uh, came across my Twitter timeline, and it said that the GMs voted on, like, the best players at Summer League. John Collins was actually voted as the, as the best power forward at the Summer League, and I would agree. I think he's one of the best power forwards in this rookie class. Oh, yeah, class. and I love the Summer League, but let's also just remember Josh Selby. Just never let's never take summer league expectations oh, yeah. overboard too. We no. need to remember that. But also, if you look at the this Warriors team right now, Draymond Green, Harrison Barnes, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson all played on the same team in summer league and they won it. So it's true. I, I but I do agree. I think in general, summer you can't league overhype, you can't underhype it. It's it's just you can't you gotta take it all with a grain of salt. I would league. agree hundred percent. And he was a big time summer league performer. I think that uh, this doesn't cover the East, but 
Caleb Swanigan is a guy who just went off in the summer league, and I don't think he's going to have that productive no. of a career. I don't know. I agree. Uh, he could. He could, but I don't know. He just doesn't fit a modern NBA. He no. doesn't. He can't really stretch the floor. He's really big. He he can guard centers, but he John can't Collins guard a four. Kind of has a similar mold to that, but he can actually shoot. So yeah, John Collins different. can shoot. I think John Collins is actually a lot more athletic. I remember the dunk he had. It's true. Um, in oh, non-conference yeah. play last year, where he just sent someone just to the moon. <laughs> And I, I like John Collins, but I think in yes. general, Hawks, not a good team. No. Going to a Kansas player, Kelly Oubre and the Washington Wizards. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on our good old friends over at the Wizards? The Wizards. All right. I could see, I mean, the Wizards, obviously, I think they're number three in mm-hmm. the East. Um, 50 wins, I'd say, about there. 50. Uh, so one more than last year. Yeah. The, they didn't get better. Mm-hmm. They paid Otto Porter a sh- large amount of money. There's $108 million, I think. Yeah, just, it was a big contract. And he's not – he's good. He's a good player. They needed to do that, but uh, I don't see them making any strides over last year. I see them being about the same. Their bench is still an issue. Yeah, I agree. Uh, at least they don't have Brandon Jennings now, though. That's so. that's a positive. <laughs> I think that Kelly Oubre could make a jump this year and be that sixth man that the – that the Wizards really need to be able to come in, give them some points off the bench. Gortat, okay as a center. He's a playoff caliber center. Mm-hmm. Um, which one of the Morris twins is on there? Uh, Markeith. Markeith. I think Markeith Morris, solid player. I like the Wizards starting five. And Kelly Oubre. Obviously. Their starting five, is that, that's their team. Yeah. They, I think their starting five was one of the top few five like it, it was up there top five starting fives definitely was it, it, or not even starting just in terms of lineups they their starting five outscored their opponents by just a ton and they their bench is just so bad it's a lot like the clippers almost yeah. where the starting five is so good but as soon as those guys are on the floor all at once mm-hmm. the team just crumbles and i think exactly. that that does reflect on john wall and bradley beal a little bit of not making the players around them better. Right. I think they're all very good players individually, but oh, they John don't Wall. make people around them better. That's, John Wall is a great top three-point guard. And whenever you have one of those guys, you're going to be, and especially in the East, you'll be in the playoffs. So, so wh- okay. So when going up against John Wall in the playoffs then, whenever he'd get the ball, what didn't you want him to do? Drive. Drive. Okay. So yeah. what did you want him to do? Shoot. Shoot. Okay. Exactly. Do you think that Maybe he could improve. Sh- if he improves shooting, could he be an MVP? Oh, yes. Easily. That's just been his biggest problem for his whole career. And a lot of people who struggle with shooting like that, it's hard to get fixed. Yeah. So, I don't know. If he does, and if obviously if he does, he'd go from a 23-point-per-game score to, like, what, a 30? So, yeah, I could see him if he improves his shot. Yeah. And I guess that's just a – that's – Literally, just probably the most asked question in the NBA. It's like, if Giannis could get a three-point shot, it's over. Mm-hmm. If John Wall could get a three-point shot, exactly. it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, And it was asked with Kawhi, and Kawhi they thankfully got a shot. Yep. Um, but it doesn't happen as much as people would like to say it does. And I really – I think the Wizards are going to be a really good team. I think they're on a flip with the Raptors. Raptors are going to go to four. Um, and I guess bringing up the mm-hmm. Raptors, what do you mm-hmm. think of them? The Raptors, another team that – Moved laterally. I'd actually say they took a step back, mm. losing Patrick Patterson, the plus-minus machine, uh, losing P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Uh, they overpaid Serge Ibaka. Um, I don't understand the hype about Serge Ibaka. The hype belongs 
five years ago. Oh, That's, thank you for saying that. Yes. It, it's Everyone is just caught up with how much hype there was around him back then, and they've just been, oh, he's going to break out. Oh, he's going to break out. And he never has. And he's, he's even gotten worse. He, he can't block shots anymore, and now he just sits on the three-point line. Yep. Sits in the corner. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened in the playoffs when he guards LeBron. LeBron just spins the ball, you know, and then just drains it right over him. LeBron I think Serge Ibaka. Anything to get past him. Exactly, Ibaka, great player five years ago. Mm-hmm. Not a great player now, and they definitely they pay they're paying him money that he deserved five years ago back with Durant and Westbrook oh, yeah. when he took that kind of not a pay cut but didn't mm-hmm. accept what he really could have gotten. Right. And I really, I think this Raptors team could even drop down to five, and maybe the Bucks could go up to I number four. I can see them going as low as six. But I, I think Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, another one. Great question. Will he ever get an outside shot? No. I think no. I think DeRozan's a great mid-range dead eye. He's really athletic. But he's just, he's a, per, he's a perfect player 10 years ago. Right. You know? You think when like mid range was a big thing, like Kobe, you know, and just mm-hmm. these ISO ball, stop ball, and I think that if the Raptors could pass the ball and do a lot of ball movement, I think that could be a really good team. I yeah, I mean they could. It's just they're not never gonna get. It. That's the biggest problem with everyone in the East. It's just you're never good enough. So yeah, I don't know. They're stuck on that treadmill of three seed, three seed, three seed, and just it, I don't know where you're gonna go from there. Conference Finals is really there. Their, uh, their ceiling. Ceiling, yeah. yeah. So I guess then really what we think is going to be the conference final, we'll start with the Cavs. Oh. So let's just, before we get in the Cavs and Celtics, let's uh-huh. just get your thoughts, as a Celtics fan, of right. course, on the Isaiah Thomas-Kyrie Irving trade. Biggest love-hate thing I've ever had in my, like, sports history. I Because I just love Isaiah so sure. much. And I, I will always love and root for that guy. And he did so much for Boston, but... It was the smartest business move that Danny Ainge could have done. Sure. I do not blame him at all. I think that, like, whenever you can get one of those guys, Kyrie Irving, like the shoe sales, the everything, all the hype around Kyrie, just way over the moon and above Isaiah. It's just whenever you get those people, and and he's still 25. Yeah, Isaiah's hurt. Um, obviously, we gave up the Brooklyn pick, but uh, I and Jay Crowder. Okay. What, okay. So getting rid of Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. what you replaced him with the other Morris twin. Right. How do you? What do you think of that? Uh, I think that. Well, yeah, we got rid of Avery Bradley too. That yeah. I think that's gonna be the biggest loss. I think that's a bigger that's loss the thing than we losing about the Pistons. Is that they got in Avery Bradley, which I oh. think that will help the Pistons. Quite I totally a bit. forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that could actually the Pistons could be boosted up. Eh, not. I mean, probably ten, twelve. Luke Kennard off the bench too. Yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. So but still, the going back to the Celtics, um, Marcus Morris. I think that he's going to be a great off the bench. I think that the way the Celtics lineup's going to end up working out. I mean, it'll be Kyrie Tatum. Do you think uh, Tatum's going to start? I think he will. I think Kyrie Tatum Brown. Um, you get Al Horford, Gordon Hayward. I think so that's the starting lineup right there. Who's the two? And so the two would be Jalen Brown. You think Jalen? So I agree. I think it's going to be. Marcus Smart off the bench yeah. with Marcus Morris. And I I honestly think they're going to start the season with Marcus Morris on the with Marcus Morris starting. And the Jason reason I Tatum don't think bench. about that is because Marcus Morris is playing in his first preseason game tonight. He's only going to play 10 to 12 minutes because of the court thing with him. <gasps> and, yeah, Marcus, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So 
he's not going to start. The, he's just gotten into the Celtics, so like mm. there. So he's going to be behind schedule, and I think they'll start the season with Tatum at the four. Yeah, uh, and I think that he's good enough that he'll hold on to it throughout the year. But I love the smart Rozier and uh, Morris off the bench. I think that's good. That's solid, right yeah. there. And then Baines coming in. I like that. I, I, we needed some sort of size. Sure. Losing literally everybody. The roster is four four current players from last year uh-huh. are on the roster. It, it's 11 new guys. And I think six of them are rookies. And six you, or seven. So. Do you think Brad Stevens is really going to show why he is the best coach in the league this year? I think he could. Um, if the Celtics end up finishing first, I think that that is a huge testament to Brad Stevens because sure. he's got to figure out oh, this is just an entirely different team, entirely different style of play. Yeah. Um, if he can figure that out and get them back to first, mm-hmm. I he's coach of the year. Where do you think? Book. Where do you think they're going to finish? I think they'll finish second. Okay. I think the Cavs will win sixty this year. I think LeBron's on a hunt. No, I I think LeBron. I, yeah. Yeah. You can't see my face, but my jaw just dropped. <laughs> I think they're going to win 60. I think oh LeBron is on a God. mission. I think Jay Crowder is way underrated. When Isaiah comes back after the All-Star break, they're they're going to be hard to so, beat. So, I guess we really— Derek Rose is going to have a comeback year. I, I am huge on thinking this is the Cavs year. I So, I guess that really—we flipped that. So, we did Celtics first. Now, we're moving on to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. But I really think this Cavs team— is gonna be horrible. Wow. I think LeBron James. Wow. Is opposite a, direction. I think LeBron James is an incredible player. I think the Cavs will still get the two seed because of LeBron James. But I really, Derrick Rose as your starting point guard. He showed us last year with the Knicks, really what he is. He is a good. He'd be a solid off the bench. Like backup point guard, and that's the problem. Which is what he will be by the playoff time, but I don't think it's gonna matter. I think he's gonna have a resurgence. I really you think do. so. I really do. I think that LeBron taking him under his wing, and I, I really like that. I, I think that Derrick Rose will have a resurgence this year. Okay. So, so playing Kevin Love at the five, and let's move on to that. What do you think of playing Kevin Love at the five, and sliding Tristan Thompson off the court? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. I think that Tristan Thompson is an elite rebounder, and I think that that's where the Cavs get a lot of their wins and a lot of their strength comes from that, so I don't like that. So Kevin Love is also an elite rebounder, but not at the five. He's an elite rebounder at the four. Sure. When he's going up against those much bigger guys, he will not get those rebounds. So you think – so right now, Tyrone Lue said the starting lineup – we haven't even talked about Dwayne Wade yet, which I don't even oh, want to talk about Dwayne Wade. Tyrone Lue said the starting lineup is going to be uh, Derrick Rose at the one, washed up. Dwayne Wade at the two, washed up. LeBron at the three, he's a little wet, but he's getting to washed up. At the four, you have Jay Crowder, who's still good. Great contract, Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah. Great contract. Um, and then you have Kevin Love at the five. Not washed up, but doesn't show up in big moments. So the thing I like about that starting lineup is Dwayne Wade, too. I think Dwayne Wade is going to have a good year. Stop with this I really nonsense. do. This no, is I really nonsense. Do. I really think that Dwayne Wade is going to have a good year. Dwayne Wade is still a solid, solid player. People are way, way underrating the fact that he is a top-tier mid-range scorer. He is he is a DeMar DeRozan, an older version, but he's still, like, a gray really haired, good. A gray-haired DeMar DeRozan. Uh, have you seen what he's been, he's been getting up in the preseason? He's been slamming uh, some home. Okay, so let's also go through. Derrick Rose, going to get hurt at some point this season. 
If he doesn't, Dwayne Wade gonna get hurt at some point this if he season. Doesn't, LeBron James gonna rest for we a can't chunk predict of games. Injuries. We, we I, don't know injuries. Oh, there are injuries in this. I, you happens. can predict Joel Embiid's gonna miss some games this year. Oh well, he's just gonna he, miss games because of they're gonna hold him out. But yeah, I mean more like he's gonna get hurt at some point this year. <sighs> I hope not. Sadly, I think he will. Um, I really, I, I don't like the Cavs team. I think that regardless, any team that goes to the finals is gonna lose to the Warriors unless there's big injuries. And as you said, you can't tell when there's gonna be injuries and all that stuff. But I think in general, coming out of the East, coming from the East to go to the NBA Finals, who would you pick? Coming from the East going to the Finals? Cavs. Easily. It's not a doubt in my mind. So you think the Cavs and Celtics play again this year? I think Cavs and Celtics play again. I think it ends in five. I think the Cavs are that much better. Really? And I'm fine with that because I think the Celtics will be better next year. I, I don't. I'm not on board for this year. I, I think agree. That it'll take a year for Tatum and Brown, and Tatum could be really good. Yeah, I like him as like a Paul Pierce-esque, like a really good score. Love to have another Paul Pierce. I, I, who, who would love to have another Paul <laughs> Pierce? Let's just get that out of the way. Um, I I don't know what to think. It's a, such a cop-out answer, but I really think we'll have to wait and see. We'll revisit this, the All-Star break, and I think by then we'll know, but right now, I'm just going to say the Celtics, just because if you go position by position, they're a lot younger, a lot more athletic. Mm-hmm. And I think I that the that. Cavs, I think that at some point this season, we're, Tyron Lue is going to be exposed as a not a good coach because I think at some point in the year, LeBron James is going to be out for, you know, he's going to take a two week break. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that really that Tyron Lue is not a good coach and that without LeBron, that Cavs team mm-hmm. is a not even a playoff team. Okay, so a couple things. I don't think LeBron is going to take a break this year. I think this year, and this is one of the reasons I think the Cavs are going to be so good, I think we're going to see the most motivated LeBron James we've seen since 2012. So you think an MVP year for LeBron? I'm thinking close to MVP or MVP. I'm, I'm thinking that if he doesn't win MVP, it's because people want to give it to someone else. There's no reason that he's he is going to be more motivated this year than, like I said, since coming off that finals loss to the Mavs. Sure. Uh and I, I see that, and I got a hot take for you here. All right, hit me. Cavs and seven over Warriors. Interesting. Okay. I, I entirely disagree with that. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. I, I think if you look defensively, that Cavs team is just going to give up so many points. They didn't get better defensively. If you th- like they didn't just, get better, but, I mean, when you're playing the Warriors, you don't need to get better defensively. You're not going to defend them anyway. True. You just need to outscore them. And I think they got entirely better on the offensive side. Interesting. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll revisit this come the All-Star break. We we'll see. For all we know, the Cavs could be the best team. The Celtics could be really good, and mm-hmm. a bunch of other teams could be pretty bad. But thank you so much for coming on. This is a blast recording oh, yeah. this. thank you. And yeah, we'll definitely we'll revisit this oh, yeah. in February. If you like what you heard from us, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. Those help a lot. And if you like what you heard from me, you can find me on Twitter at mswain 97 We'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you, and I'll talk to you then. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all music used in the making of this podcast.